Hello, welcome to the Bankers podcast series, Banking in Transition, looking at how the banking industry is adapting to the new normal as the world begins to recover from the global pandemic. I'm Joy McKnight, editor of The Banker, and my guest this week is Michael Rangel, who is CEO and co-founder of Novo, a U.S. small business banking platform, which won the Bankers 2021 Innovation and Digital Banking Award for North America. Thanks so much for joining me, Michael, and a belated congratulations for your win, which was written up in the August issue of The Banker. Uh, totally. Thank you so much. I mean, we were all very much humbled by uh, the recognition and super excited to be here today. Great. Uh, so first, let's start with how Novo is really looking at trying to reinvent banking for small businesses. Yeah, totally. Um so if we just take a kind of a bit of a step back and you just look at the the industry, right? They're like kind of, there, there are these two big camps. There's the consumer side of banking, right? The consumer individual retail side where, you know, which encompasses all the millions upon millions of individual retail accounts. And then there's the small business side, right? Business banking is a separate and distinct line of products right? Very, 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 very different. The end of functionality is relatively similar, right? However, kind of the inputs that go into it are very different because you're opening an account for a business entity as opposed to an individual. And so large, like historically, you know, the SMB side of things has largely been overlooked because it's just harder, right? Like what makes sense for you know, Joy's business might not make sense for Michael's business, right? Even though we might be in the same industry and we might actually do the same thing, but, you know, our relevant, you know, SMB stacks, as we call it at Novo, might be wildly different. And so for a bank to then kind of like double down and invest in a certain area to try and make a better product for whether, you know, that be Joy's business or Michael's business, um, you know, they've largely sat on the sidelines because they realize that, you know, if they spend years of time and millions of dollars um, building something, it could largely be invalidated once they launch it, right? Because it could be just not relevant for a large cohort of the applicable SMBs out there. And that's been effectively what's kind of opened up the opportunity for us to step in. Um, and Tyler, my co-founder Tyler and I, um, We've always we've seen this problem from our own purviews, and we've obviously seen the evolution of this problem for many years. Um, and it's very much kind of like this square peg round hole problem, right? Like the square peg is, you know, everyone's individual businesses, and the round hole is the bank account, right? Like banks have largely just said, "Hey, here's the tool. Like here's the tool." Joy, go figure it out. Or Michael, go figure it out. We don't really care, you know, the way that you guys do business, you'll figure it out, right? But like, here's the tool, here's the checking account, right? And so we saw that and we're like, well, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense, right? Like if every business is different and, you know, every business has a combination, a, a, you know, relatively like unique combination of how they like doing business, it seems really difficult for, you know, the banks to put the onus on the business owners to kind of figure it out while also running the business. Um, and so like that has been kind of like this thesis that we've been very much pulling the thread on. Um, and if you look at just the broader fintech landscape, like, that's actually a result of why there are so many big fintechs out there today, right? Like 
Why does mm -hmm. Square exist? Why does PayPal exist? Why does Stripe exist? They all exist because banks didn't really care. Right, because like bank, banks could have done that, right? Banks had the autonomy, they had the connectivity, they had the access, they had the resources, they had obviously had the people, right? But like they actively chose not to do it. And so what has happened historically in fintech is you've had a lot of these big players trying to attack banking from the periphery, right? Um, the periphery being not banking, and then they end up in banking, you know, somehow, which is like what Square is doing now. Which is really, really exciting. But what Nova is doing is we're kind of attacking it, you know, with almost like the Trojan horse approach, right? Because we're attacking it by saying, hey, this thesis, the only way you solve this thing is by solving it from the core. And the core itself is the checking account. And what we kind of coin internally, the checking account, the SMB checking account, is actually the foundation to the financial stack for all SMBs, right? Like, no matter who you are, where you are, even where in the world you are, you know, especially in the US, like you need a checking account to operate a business, period, right? The money mm -hmm. needs to go through a checking account in order for that business owner to realize that profit. And so with that, we were like, well, you know, it might be the heavier lift, right? It might be the more difficult approach, but that's where we're going to kind of attempt to solve this problem and the way okay. that we're looking to reinvent it is by saying hey okay historically it's always been the walled garden approach right so like very closed off systems you know uh round hole square peg that problem that i shared before but with nova we're coming at it with a very open-ended approach meaning business owners can come to us open a Nova account and it literally plug in right? All of the things that they like, all of the tools that they already use for their business, plug it in right into the checking account. And that will allow their checking account to operate as kind of like the hub for their business. Okay. Um, and then let's sort of dive a bit deeper into the pain points. Uh, and let's say for, especially for US small and medium-sized businesses or SMBs, as you say, you know, what are the pain points? What are the major pain points? And then how are you trying to solve them? Totally. So, you know, our strategy is not just focused on, you know, helping small businesses keep their money safe, right? Like that's been very much bank 101 strategy since the dawn of time. Um, with the evolution of technology, like you're able to do so much more and you're able to connect all of these disparate systems that make it easier for a business owner to run their business, right? And gain the data that they need at a glance in order to better operate, right? Make better decisions. And so really that's what we're looking at. And the reason why we're even looking at that is because when we started doing research, you know, six plus years ago now to you know act as the catalyst for me and Tyler really diving into the deep end we found all of these you know statistics of the you know the average business owner will go to seven different online portals right to then piece back their financial picture and it's like holy crap like that is that is a lot of work for anybody especially someone who doesn't have an accounting background, right? Or doesn't mm. do well with math, right? Like imagine going to seven different portals, 
getting back all the transactions, all the balances, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, probably pulling all of that manually into an Excel um, spreadsheet. Um, and it's like very daunting. And then the reason why we even got there is because it's like, hey, listen, you know, it's only a very small minority of businesses that leverage an accounting platform, right? And because it's like almost learning a foreign language to the majority of businesses, right? Where they would rather focus their time in the front office, right, than in the back office. Like they wanna focus their time on why the heck they launched the business to begin with, right? It was like a passion project or selling widgets, right? Like that's what they love. They love doing whatever that thing is. They don't love the back office, right? And so those are a lot of these problems. And like that, that problem then further kind of reinforces itself because a lot of these players, especially the ones that are earlier on, they don't have other people to help them, right? So they're kind of left to their own devices. And then when they look online, like there are very few resources out there to help. And so after we, you know, interviewed thousands of business owners at this point in time, you know, it's like the, there are really three buckets that business owners fall on. Like there's the minority that uses the accounting platforms, right? But unfortunately that is only, it's not a way to, you know, quote unquote, like, build a business, right? Because it's always done in arrears, right? So it's not like you can build a business looking forward by using some of that. And then you have the people who do it manually, going to all the different online portals, piecing it back into Excel. But then there's also an incredibly significant portion that actually don't do anything. And that was one of the scariest things that Tyler and I uncovered. And we were like, well, how, how is that even possible, right? Like in the US, like SMBs, like the small business market, is the economic engine of this country, right? Like majority of the GDP, private sector jobs, like all this stuff, like come from small businesses. And then when you kind of pull open the hood and you're like, wow, but they're left to their own devices just to figure it out. Like that seems like an uphill battle for sure. And so they're faced with all of these problems. Banks aren't really making it easier with the connectivity. And so that was kind of the wedge that we saw at Nova where we wanted to kind of really, really double down into. Okay. And then how does it work as a purely digital entity with no branch network? Totally. So without going too deep down the rabbit hole, because <laughs> obviously there's a big opinion there. Um, first off, you know, if you start thinking about the basics, right, as far as like, you know, what Novo offers between what banks offer. Obviously, we do not offer physical branches for people to go in, but we still offer kind of the table stake stuff like free ATM withdrawals, um, mobile applications and online presence, customer service 24-7, all of that good stuff, um, which people are able to interact with and get their, you know, questions answered. Um, but I think kind of like the better way or one of the bigger benefits to not having the branch network um, is just we're able to operate quicker. We're able to operate quicker. And because of that, we're able to pass on a lot of the savings to our customers, right? So typically business accounts are fee-based, right? in the US, whether it's by big banks, et cetera. And that is largely because of the heavy underlying cost structures, right? You have these massive branch networks, they have to obviously pay for themselves somehow. 
Um, it's not like the tech itself is what is expensive, right? Like they're just trying to uh, make all the numbers work. And so because of that, because we are a tech focused business, we're, you know, built out a lot of the tech ourselves and we are not, you know, necessarily a bank with a bunch of bank branches, we're able to then operate like a tech business, right? We're able to operate more like a SaaS business um, than anything else. And so how that manifests itself is, Novo, that that foundation of the financial stack is a free product. So we do not charge on a monthly basis um, just for the hell of it, right? We very much want to align ourselves with our end customers, right? Like we only want to charge when we are adding value to that business owner, right? So right now, um, the, the, the main way that we monetize is just via interchange revenue. Right? So we aren't charging a SaaS fee, we aren't doing any of that stuff. And then into the future, it's going to be starting like adding on value added, um, you know, features and services on top of the foundation of the financial stack, right, that people can pay for if they want to. Um, but we wanted to get very far away from that fee based account that is, you know, pretty common elsewhere. Okay, and my next question is really around the pandemic, the COVID-19 pandemic. And you know, how has it affected SMBs in the U.S.? Oh, man. Um, the unfiltered version of this story is much more interesting, I'll tell you that. Um, just because it was a wild, wild, wild time um, for us, for, I mean, obviously the entire world. Um, myself and Tyler, we were definitely brought through the gauntlet. Um, I mean, if you can remember startups, mm. VC investors, like everyone, it was like a massive shock to the system. And early on, it was, it was very scary because it was like the unknown, right? It was the unknown, meaning like, what's going to happen on the other side of this thing, right? Like everyone thought it was a doomsday situation of like, somehow the entire world is going to stop, right? And so... You know, even some of our investors, different people were like, oh, my God, what is this going to do to small businesses, period? Like, are small businesses just going to cease to exist, right? And it's like, now in retrospect, obviously, that's ridiculous, right? Like, small businesses are some of the most, um, you know, some of the most responsive entities on the planet, right? They're able to kind of iterate and pivot and change and adapt and you know, make things work when it's even, you know, in the most dire of situations. And so what ended up happening actually was very different than all of our expectations. Um, Novo, we ended up growing immensely as a result of it. Um, and that actually happened because of a few things. One, because of the digital project, product, we kind of positioned ourselves really well to ride the proverbial wave, right? Like when everything was locked down, um, we were one of the only people out there with like this digital onboarding um, very early on. And so that's when we started seeing this very big uptick. When you talk about how it affected, you know, small businesses more broadly, it really depended on industry, right? Um, we were lucky enough because the vast majority of our existing portfolio at the time were a lot of people that were already operating from their homes, right? Um, whether it be e-commerce shops, whether it be, you know, digital consultancies, like whatever it may be, um, like a large cohort of Nova's portfolio at the time were already operating from their homes. So it wasn't, you know, obviously there was a massive shock to the system, 
um, of kind of like the restrictions mm-hmm. and the lockdowns and stuff, but they were already operating, you know, within that vein. And so what actually happened was something that surprised us. Like people started growing um, and people started, you know, kind of like working better, finding their grooves. Obviously there was like a lot of noise and frustration and distraction and all of that stuff. But as I said earlier, like SMBs figure, like small businesses figure it out and they adapt. And, um, you know, we were thankful enough that we went above and beyond during that period as well when we were like, you know, we're here to support you guys, um, whether it be customer service, you know, we launched a few products, all of that stuff. Um, and so, you know, all in all, I mean, obviously now we're in a very different place than where we were last year. Um, but everyone kind of buckled down and, and pulled through. Excellent. And then did you launch any new functionality during the pandemic to to help SMBs through the worst of it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's a great question. And so we did. We did do a, a few things, actually. Um, more recently, um, we built out some capabilities with our partner bank, Middlesex Federal Savings in Boston, where we actually ended up offering PPP loans to our existing customer base. Um, we ended up extending you know, over 4,000 loans to existing Novo customers. And so like that was actually a very magical period of time. Why? Because like, imagine, right, you came and opened an account at Novo because it's a digital bank and you didn't want to go into a bank branch, right, to open up a business account. And now you are, you know, kind of in dire straits and you're trying to figure out the world and, you know, you, the last place that you expected to get a PPP loan would be this new bank, right? A, you know, technology forward bank um, that's, you know, relatively new on the street. And so that's kind of like this, this, this moment of magic that we created for over 4,000 people. And some of the stories that we had were incredible. Like people saying, I can't believe we had people crying on the phone saying, I can't believe you guys did this. Like, you know, Bank of America, Capital One, all of these big banks turn their backs on us. Mm. But then you guys, a small startup, you know, in a small bank, were able to come through and you saved my business. Um, And so like a lot of these like very deep connections kind of happened during that period, which is really exciting. And we've built like some awesome, you know, Nova ambassadors as a result. but this is a different kind of thread that we like incorporating in Nova. It's just like we are willing to go above and beyond and go that extra step and show that we care to our customer base. Um, and so like that, that worked. That was one thing that we did that worked really well. Another thing that we did is we started, um, you know, building out the beginnings of what we recently launched, our App Store Marketplace. And so this is our... Um, you know, attempt to solve the the round hole square peg problem, right? The, hey, I don't really care about your business. Here's a tool you figured out, right? This is us saying, here's Novo. It's a moldable checking account, which you can mold however you want to connect it to whatever tools work best for your business. Right, whether you're processing payments on Stripe or Square or Shopify or wherever, you can make those connections into your checking account so you can start building up that command center for yourself. And so we started doing that a little over a year ago in the height of the pandemic. 
And we started getting some incredible feedback from our users who were making these connections. And a lot of them were saying like, wow, I didn't even know my bank could do this. Right. Like I could, I didn't even know my bank could pull in this data for me. Like this is incredible. Um, and so the, the first one that we did was, uh, our Stripe integration. And I'll never forget this customer that said, you know, I, uh, I didn't even know my bank could do this. Novo now does everything that I needed the Stripe application to do. So I've actually been able to delete my Stripe application. And that was kind of like the aha moment, Ooh. right? Mm-hmm. It was like, wow, that is a big insight. That is very, very, very big. Right. Let's keep pulling that thread. And now that's, you know, we've replicated kind of that strategy across a multitude of other platforms. You can start centralizing, um, you know, the data for these small businesses. So I would say that those are probably the two biggest things that we did as a result of, you know, in the last year and a half. Excellent. So how is Novo delivering this hyper-personalized customer experience that SMBs really need? Yeah, no, it's a great question. I think that's a perfect segue from what I just introduced, right? Like, that's the entire thesis around our app marks. But our app marketplace is all about giving people the building blocks, right, to customize their own banking experience the way that they do business, right? Instead of forcing them to adopt the way that the Novo product has been built and figure out how to implement that the most effective way into the way that they do business. We say, hey, here is Novo. Novo is going to be customizable based upon the way that you do business because of all the technology that we've built. Um, We've built a lot of integrations into, you know, some of the leading platforms that businesses run their business, whether that be e-commerce platforms, content creation platforms, payment processors, like the list goes on and on and on. And so, We've extended our tentacles into all of these other kind of disparate tools that were once kind of considered unrelated to banking. Um, But the reason we're doing that is to really start tying these things together, right? So to start centralizing everything for these small businesses, so they don't have to go to the seven different online portals, right? To really understand where their business is at. Um, And so, that's largely what we've done from like a product standpoint, um, from like a service standpoint and like a support standpoint. That's what I'm really excited about doing next, right? Is like really offering people almost like this, this sense of like advisory and like helping being that support function, right? Like building a small business is not the easiest task. It is a very, very, very daunting thing in a massive undertaking. And a lot of people are faced Mm. with, you know, diving into the unknown and it's very intimidating. Like people don't get all the answers that they need and they're, you know, faced with, you know, should I have kept my job before, right? Like, was this even a good idea or not? Mm. And so when, when we think about where, like where Novo sits with the relation with all of our customers, it's like, we want to align ourselves with that, right? Like we want to make sure our customers know that we're kind of on their side of the battlefield. We're there to help them, give them the tools, kind of elevate them and give kind of the underdog that, that fighting chance. And so that's why we take customization really seriously. Like we want them to have the best chance possible to succeed as opposed to, you know, the round hole square peg problem. 
Excellent. Uh, I'm just going to ask you one more question, which is about your plans for 2022. Sure. Um, they're exciting. I'll tell you that. <laughs> um, we're, we're really, 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 really excited um, for 2022. So 2021 was uh, a rocket ship of a year um, in more ways than one. Um, and we still might have a few other updates here in the in the final seconds of the year, so to speak. We might still have a few updates up our sleeve. Um, but so, you know, we recently raised a $41 million Series A um, earlier in the year, um, which really helped us obviously level up, right? Um, we're going to use that to focus on expansion of our customer base, which, you know, right now is, you know, north of 120, 130,000 accounts, so 130,000 small businesses accounts. And what's interesting about that is it's spread across all 50 states, all U.S. territories. Um, we don't really have a focus on metro areas, right? Like, we want to be the bank for all cities we don't really necessarily care about being the bank for the top you know tier one metros mm. it's more like what about the tier you know two three four cities that don't have access right that don't have the bank branch across the street like those are the ones that really get us excited um and really just continuing to build out functionality so you know growth is that first piece building out added functionality to the product building out added integrations, adding more, um, adding a lot more product to the app marketplace, right? Adding a lot more connectivity, allowing people to kind of customize their banking experience. That's what's really gonna, you know, I feel move the needle in 2022. Um, and so what all of that means is we're gonna be hiring like crazy, um, both in the US and globally. We have a large presence in the US and india um and then uh, what else we uh you know continuing really to build that out we're launching a bunch of other products as well virtual cards is something that we're really excited about and really just looking forward to saving more and more businesses time and money to really get them focused more on the front office than having them in the back office really getting people focused on why they did this why they took that plunge in the first place excellent well thank you so much for your insights michael of course thank you this is really great fantastic and thanks to our audience for listening keep up to date by subscribing to our weekly podcasts on itunes spotify and acast and follow our discussions at thebanker.com podcast selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. 
Here at Bellingcat, we get to the bottom of things. From a global crisis to an underreported event, we find the facts using publicly available tools and resources, uncovering what is hidden on and below the surface. We connect the dots using social media posts, satellite images, and public records, and empower others to do the same by sharing how we do it. The ability to do so is only made possible by our readers, supporters, and community members. Care to join us? Learn how at bellingcat.com.